Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. And it's good to be with you here on this Tuesday more, or evening, actually. I started to say morning. <laughs> but on this Tuesday evening, amen, hallelujah. And uh, I would just uh, like to say I'm glad that you have uh, joined us on this podcast. If you're uh, there listening, like I say, we pre-record all these so whenever you're able to get to it, I just want to let you know that we are grateful and thankful to all of those that are listening. And I hope that you will be blessed. I hope that uh, God will give you a word, that uh, God will be able to uh, somehow use this ministry to um, touch you, to stir you, to move you, uh, to turn to God and, and, and to serve him with all of your heart. Amen. Because time is short, folks, and um, the Lord is coming back after a church, but he's not coming back after the dead church. Amen. Hallelujah. He's coming back after the church that's alive, the living church of God. Hallelujah. Because God is a God of living. He is a God of life. Amen and amen. So without any further ado, we go on and pray to the Lord because... He said, my house should be a house of prayer. It should be called a house of prayer. In other words, when you gather together in the name of the Lord, there ought to be some prayer going on. You ain't got no prayer. You ain't got nothing. You got to communicate with God. You got to talk to him so that Holy Ghost can lead you and guide you in all of the word. Amen. And so with that said, let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the word of God that is true. The word of God that gives us everything for life and godliness as the word of God so tells. Thank you, Lord, that you lead us and guide us. And Lord, may we move along with this podcast as we begin to look at the things that you hate, Lord. And we, Lord, have camped out for a little while about the proud look. So God, I ask you, Lord, to move my lips and speak through uh, this feeble old person, and let your word come alive, that we may hear what we need to hear, that we may turn to the living God and change our ways and turn away from our pride, that you may be able to do a great work in our lives and all that you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And so uh, with that said, uh, you... If you are just joining us and maybe uh, you've never listened to this podcast or whatever, uh, we are a little different maybe than some podcasts because some people may listen to it and just say, oh, that's just another Bible study. That's just another preacher talking and all of that. And, uh, you know, and I understand if if that's what you think and that's how you feel about it and you want to go on to something else, well, you certainly know uh, we, we don't want to hold nobody here. People don't want to listen. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, but as long as uh, we get the word out and I'm obedient to what God says to do, to do exactly that, to preach his whole word, to get God's whole word out there and talk about what God uh, is, is, is really um, wanting us to hear, the, the thing that's at the core of his heart and his soul. And so we find in... Uh, Proverbs chapter 6 
as uh, we uh, had said in a couple of podcasts before, I'm going to turn there just for a moment, and uh, it is verses 16 through 19. It says, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him, a proud look, that's where we're camping out for a while, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, and verse 19 says, And a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Now we're going to get to all of those with the Lord willing and helping us to get on through and giving me the strength to do and everything and the mind to do. We're going to get to all of those. But we're going to camp out for a while here um, with the proud look because it is something that God hates. And we've been talking about that, uh, I believe, for a couple of podcasts now. And, um, you know, I, I had mentioned before, I say, you know, uh, when we tried to set this podcast up, we were trying to get it set up where people could, you know, because most people, when they watch a podcast, they see, see the person that's talking and all that kind of thing. And we were trying to get that set up. And we're fairly new to all this uh, stuff. My son was trying to get those things worked out. But, you know, in time, we'll try to do that. But if y'all, uh, you know, you want to put a face uh, to to the mouth that's talking on this podcast you can go to our um, worship service we have a worship service uh, every saturday and every wednesday we have a bible study and it is called the eunuch preacher that is uh, our ministry the eunuch preacher and uh, that is spelled with a capital uh, e and uh, u c uh, e u c excuse me i'm i always get that mixed up now, I've said to y'all before, I get letters and numbers mixed up. Let me try that again. Capital E, U, N, U, C, H. There we go. Eunuch. Capital E, U, N, U, C, H. It's the eunuch preacher. And all the letters are in capital. Uh, the words are separated, the eunuch preacher. And you can, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly how it is that everybody find a YouTube search. I guess you just push that button on your phone or your computer, whatever this is, YouTube, and people go there and you can, uh, you know, type that in or whatever. Uh, I don't I don't know all the terms and technology. Everybody else would probably just listen to me thinking, what a, what a fool, he don't know nothing. Well, I may know, not know much about those type of things, electronics and that type of thing, but at least I know a little bit about the Word of God. I don't pride pride myself at all. I don't want to go down that road because we're certainly talking about how God hates pride, so we don't we don't want that to be a part of who we are or what we are, but I try to study the Word of God and bring you uh, God's Word as, as, as it's written with what God says, and uh, I don't... Uh, say any of these things that I say uh, in a prideful manner, and if I did, God, I know he would certainly get me and deal with me. So, but with that said, uh, we come uh, to this uh, place and time that we are here today uh, still looking at the proud look, because uh, like I said before, it may take us uh, this, I don't know if this will be the last uh, podcast that we talk about the proud look and then we go on to the next thing or not but we'll see how it goes but um, you know I would encourage people to look at the other podcast before that we did spend quite a long time 
several podcasts talking about uh, God's love and what that looked like. But then we moved into this area here that I know some people are just going to be uncomfortable with. They don't even like the title. Some people don't even like the title, and they, they get frustrated just because it says things God hates, and that makes people, they get all flustered up and start to boil and, and start to boil over, and I tell you what, they just get stirred up. But there are some things in God's Word that He does not like, that He even hates, and that is God's true Word. And so, Today, what I'd like you to do, if you will, go to the book of Psalm. And um, you know, a lot of people, they like to say the book of Psalms. But actually, it's not the book of Psalms. It's the book of Psalm. Just a note for you. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to go to chapter 18 of the book of Psalm. And we're going to look at verse uh, 27. And uh, it's something that we really need to look at for all of us, each and every one of us, all of us, that includes myself. You know, I never want ever anybody to ever think that I'm just pointing fingers at everybody and, 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 and God has not dealt with me on these things or anything. Any preacher, any preacher at all that has got behind the pulpit, if you really mean business with God, now I'm not talking about the, the hypocritical preachers, uh, and they're out there. I'm not talking about the preachers that are a part of the dead church. They're out there too. I'm not talking about those. But I'm talking about those that have made up their mind that God has called them to preach and God has called them to minister the word, that they take God's word seriously and they get that word out there uh, as God moves upon them to do. Uh, in no way, shape, or form would any of those preachers, pastors, teachers, whatever, would uh, want to take uh, this preaching thing or this uh, uh, you know teaching thing and and all of that you don't want to take that lightly because it's serious business god holds us account accountable uh to what we say you know we're going to give an account every preacher and every teacher uh of the word you're going to give an account to what you've said to people so we've got to take this serious it's serious business and so that is uh, where I come from when, when I'm talking about these things. So, um, Psalm 18 and verse 27, it says, and David is the writer here, and he says, For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but will bring down high looks. I want to read it again. For thou wilt save the afflicted people, those that have been persecuted, those uh, that are not being treated right, but will bring down high looks. And so when we look up the word high, the high looks, what it means is to exalt oneself or, or, or promoting oneself, to exalt oneself or promote one, oneself. It says here, it says that God is going to bring that down. If we've got a mind to exalt ourselves, if we've got a mind to promote ourselves, where God is not doing so, if God's going to promote somebody, He's going to do it Himself, and we cannot be promoting ourselves or exalting ourselves because God will knock 
you down. He will knock me down. He does not want that to go on. And we see that here in the word. But uh, wilt bring down high looks. And then we go on to Psalm chapter 12. Let's back up to chapter 12. And we're going to be reading verse 8. And it says, as David wrote, and this psalm here is talking about desiring God's protection. And he says in verse 8, he says, The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Now the men could be translated human beings, so women don't get all... Hide mighty yourself, thinking that God's not included you in this. Certainly he has. If any of us, man or woman, uh, decides to um, be a vile person or to be a wicked person, the Bible says the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. And don't you know that we see that in, in our day that we are living in right now? The wicked walk on every side every side everywhere you turn everywhere you look amen it happens when the vilest of people are exalted amen <clears throat> I remember and I'm sorry folks I, I get on here and I start to coughing and carrying on and I keep forgetting to bring my water in here knowing it's a podcast I'm going to be talking and I forget to bring my water but anyway we are living in a day when this very thing we see happening, the wicked are, uh, you know, they walk on every side when the vilest of people are exhausted. You, you can see all kinds of vile things and people being exalted. Not just people, but the things that the people are exalting. And so we want to look at this word vile. Uh, you know, it says, uh, when the vilest people are exalted... Wicked, the wicked walk on every side, everywhere you go. It'll be in government. Uh-huh. You when 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 the vilest of people are exalted, you're gonna have it up in your government. Yes, you will. And I don't care where you stand in the government, I don't care what side you say you stand on. You can be a part of whatever. You want to call it, you know, the elephants, the donkeys, whatever it is. You know, and I always say that because I don't want to say the names. But you know what I'm talking about. You've seen that played out or whatever. You know, these other ones, there's all these different ones, you know, and they got their platforms and all that. But it says the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. When the vilest people are exalted, you can find them all over. I don't care what side you say. You can say you're on the farthest right side that you go, or you can go to the left. Farthest left you want to go. You'll find the vilest people that are in these positions, that are in these places, is causing the wicked to walk on every side. You lift up wickedness. You lift up the vilest things and the vilest people. You're going to have wickedness everywhere. Now, not just in, in government. My goodness, no. Not at all. I mean, you, you can go uh, even to what's called the church. Oh, yes. You can go where people are saying this is the house of God. 
and find that if the vilest people are exalted in that place they call the church, don't you know wickedness is going to walk on every side of that church? It will. Yes, it will. It certainly will. And you say, well, the Bible don't talk about that. Oh, yes, it does. It most certainly does. You know, the Bible talks about the congregation of the dead. Don't you know they're spiritually dead? There is a congregation, my friend, that is the spiritually dead. And when you've got the vilest of people that are running these things, and I'm calling them things, because if you congregation of the dead, it's just a thing. It ain't, there ain't no real church. Amen. If, if, if it's a congregation of the dead, that, that's ran by the devil, don't you know? That's ran by Lucifer himself. That's ran by Satan himself. Amen. You say, well, we got Jesus up here. Well, you may have somebody you call Jesus. But I'm going to tell you what, if you're looking at the Jesus of the Bible, if you're looking at the Jesus that's in God's Word, that Jesus is going to say something to every last one of us. And that is, repent! Don't you know that is the first thing he started preaching when he came out of the wilderness after fighting the devil? Look it up. Read it. Matthew chapter 4. You'll find it. Search it out. And you will find that when he conquered that devil, he finally got over that devil. Hallelujah. The devil tempted him, but the, the Lord won it out. And when he did, he went preaching that people had to repent. That means you've got to turn from your wicked ways. And, and you know, the Lord is not going to sit there and tell us anything about the congregation of the dead, which he mentions in the book of Revelation, uh, and, 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 and false teachers that... The apostles spoke about it, especially the apostle Paul. He really talked about it. And, uh, and, and, and that not be something that we've got to be aware of and think about. Because when the vilest of people are exhausted, uh, exalted, in other words, they're lifted up to these positions, you see. They're lifted up to be pastors of these churches. And they ain't got a word from God know how. Oh, no. Amen. They're preaching all kinds of wicked, ungodly stuff. And so uh, in, in those congregations, you got wickedness on all sides. Even in a, in a so-called church. My Lord, help us, Jesus. And so, you know, it's a wonder, or rather it's not a wonder, that God would be uh, giving us a word and telling us the very first thing that he says. Don't you know that's the first thing on that list? In Proverbs chapter 6, it's the first thing on the list, folks. Amen. I'm, I'm going to turn over there again. Hallelujah. It's the first thing on the list that starts at verse 16. Well, actually, it goes to 17. That list right there starts. And it's the first thing. And it says a proud look. And then it goes into the next thing is a lying tongue and hands are shed and some blood. But the very first thing on the list is a proud look. That's in verse 17. And so God is saying, look, this is serious business. I'm, I'm going to give you the first word that uh, of something. And, 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 you know, and I said this before now. And it's the truth you can find through the word of God. There's other things that God hates too. So this is not an exhaustive list. But it's certainly, uh, as I say, it's like the, at the heart of God. These things are at the heart of God. And these things, if you look at this list, these things are things that are going to affect 
other people. Amen. Because when you look at pride and what pride does, when you begin to search the word out and what it does and how it affects others, you know the person with the proud look, they're, they're going to be looking down on the poor and the depressed and the down and out and all of that and treating them like, like dirt. They're not going to treat them right. And, and, and a lying tongue and, and, and those that, that uh, you know, a false witness that speaks lies. Now listen. He don't just say the false witness that speaks lies. That's, that's down in verse 19 of chapter 6 of the book of Proverbs. But he's also talking about, in uh, verse 17, he's talking about the lying tongue. There's two different things going here. Don't you know you sit there and tell a lie? Don't you know that affects people? I mean, you, you can sit there and you can tell your spouse and you can lie to them and tell you you're going to be working late when you know full well what you're doing. You you got that phone and you're looking up somebody to meet and you're going to go off and you're going to commit adultery. Your lying tongue is going to cause problems, you see. And then it just goes on and you keep looking. The hands that shed innocent blood. Well, how how is that? that? You don't even need an explanation about that. That certainly that gives you this idea that uh, these things that God is saying is, they, they, uh, that he hates, it affects other people. Amen. And then, you know, he said in verse 18, a heart that devises wicked imaginations. Well, we have saw that played out uh, this last uh, few days ago, uh, you know, one person had plans and they had wicked imagination. They went and shot people in Christian school and killed people and wounded people. And then a few days later, they arrested another one and thanked the Lord that they stopped that person from doing what they were going to do because they had their own wicked imagination going and the things that they were going to do to destroy people as well. And so, again, it's affecting other people. And then uh, you see where it says feet that are swift to uh, running to mischief. Now, when you look at that word mischief, it means to stir up trouble, to cause all kinds of problems for other people. And uh, then false witness. I, I have read stories where people were falsely accused and sent to prison, and years went by before they were exonerated and let out of jail. It was a horrible thing that they had to endure. And, um, and then, of course, uh, he that saw a discord among the brethren. God don't like that. You know, you you up in the church, and uh, and and you stirring up problems between the family of God. God hates that. He absolutely hates it. But the first thing on the list is a proud look, because it is something that has to be looked at. First of all, it's something that God is saying. Look, this is really serious. This is this is really really serious. I want you to understand how serious it is, because I'm gonna put it on the first thing on the list of the seven things that I hate. And so, we've got to look at that. We've got to take that serious. And so, when you got uh, Psalm 12, where we were, I'm going to turn back to that. Psalm 12, the wicked walk on every side when the vilest of, of people, men that translated human is exalted. You know, nowadays, they are exalting all kinds of wickedness. That absolutely, unequivocally, unequivocably I tried to say that word I know I can't say it too fast unequivocably uh, but anyway beyond a shadow of a doubt there are people out there that are exalting evil and wicked and ungodly things in this day and age that we live in these are things that 
I, I, I didn't see, you know, uh, not to the degree that it is, it, it, even 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, things have rapidly declined. And, and this is the truth. And, and you, you know, there's people that uh, they don't want to hear that. They don't, they, they want to, I, I've heard of people uh, using this, oh, well, the world's always been, you know, a terrible place or, or whatever, always some kind of wickedness. I'm, I'm not saying that's not true. That we, we know that because human beings, uh, if we, you ain't got your mind turned around to serve the Lord and you're, you're not baptized without Holy Ghost and fire that God has given you, you better know that you are prone to be wicked and ungodly. You say, well, I ain't been baptized with Holy Ghost and I don't do no wickedness. There's that pride right there. That's that pride speaking. Because we need that Holy Ghost. All of us need that Holy Ghost. And there's uh, certain... Uh, things about the Holy Ghost that is so evident in the Scripture uh, that God has supplied it to us for those reasons, to help us out, to be a helper to us. And uh, I'm going to be uh, preaching a message uh, this coming uh, Saturday service, Sabbath service, worship service, and talking about uh, that very thing. We are going to be uh, talking about the Holy Ghost and the need uh, to have the Holy Ghost. And so I would encourage you, uh, today is the 15th. Now, if I can get my calculator going in my head, uh, Wednesday's the 16th, so 17, 18, 19. So that'll be the 19th. It'll be loaded up uh, on the 19th. Now, we pre-record. Uh, like I said, you can YouTube, you can go to YouTube and, and you can uh, type in uh, the eunuch preacher and you'll find that. But this... Uh, uh, barring anything else, uh, the Lord, if the Lord leads and continues to lead, and I believe that's the direction He wants me to go uh, this coming uh, worship service is coming up this coming Sabbath. And so, um, you know, uh, we need that Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost will help us not to uh, believe the wickedness and uh, lift up and exalt the ungodliness around us. That Holy Ghost will help you. It will give you the power to overcome and not be a part of those things. But the Bible is clearly saying that wicked, the wicked walk on every side. In other words, they're in every direction. I don't care what you look at. You can look at government. You can look at all the different ones. You know, uh, you know some some platforms try to uh, appear to be more religious than others, and so on and so forth. Whatever. But I'm gonna tell you what: if you are not baptized with the Holy Ghost, are you hearing me? I don't care what congressman you are. I don't care what your position is. I don't care if you're a judge. It don't make no never mind. If you ain't baptized with the Holy Ghost, you can be just as wicked and vile as anybody else. Amen. Because that's why, don't you know, it's called the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy. Do you hear that? H-O-L-Y. The Holy Ghost. It ain't just any ghost. It's a Holy Ghost. And you get that Holy Ghost down in your soul. That Holy Ghost will teach you to live holy. Amen. It's not going to take you down a road to walk unholy and ungodly. No. It's going to teach you how to live holy. And so you need that Holy Ghost. And I'm just going to say this. 
uh, just to make my point. You know, used to, uh, back, you know, years ago, a judge that took their oath to be a judge and all of that kind of thing, they took that really serious and they felt like they needed to be a, an example to the highest degree, you know, of morals. Y'all know what I mean? To have some high morals. And then just the other day, I was looking on my phone and there was a judge, I guess, and I don't know all the details, so I'm not trying to even go there and I'm not going to mention his name. But but he was a judge and he, he uh, I think he got fired or he quit or something. Anyway, he's not a judge no more. And the reason is, he says, because, uh, you know, he was being discriminated against and he wanted, he wants to run with a gay agenda. All right? And there is a gay agenda. Yes, there is. There's an agenda and uh, there's a gay agenda. I'm not going to get on that right now. But there's an agenda, and he's a part of that agenda. But he said that that was why that he got, uh, you know, axed out of his job or whatever. But, uh, you know, the other side, they said, well, not really. That wasn't the case because, uh, you know, a judge has got to have some high moral standards. You know, and I know that me saying this and, you know, this podcast going on, you know, whatever platform is going to go on. Some people ain't going to like that. They don't like what I'm saying. But uh, the thing of it is that, uh, you know, back in the day, I mean, many years ago, you never would have heard of a judge that would be, you know, making pornographic movies of themselves and then posting it and then and then going telling everybody they's a judge. I mean, that, that just would not have happened years ago because people had a different mindset about things and what, what it meant to, to be. But here, the Bible is telling us. I mean, you know, you, 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 you're just flat out spiritually blind if you can't see that verse and understand that verse. It says the wicked will walk on every side, uh, walk on every side when the vilest men or women are exalted. And so now you've got... I don't care what position is. You know, there's there's no no place pretty much that you can turn. If you can't turn to the holy uh, a, a holy place like a church, and, and and see some good moral standards there, then what else do you have? Because now you can turn around, and you can see a different church, even churches that claim to walk holy. I'm talking about. Even churches that say, yeah, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and all that kind of thing. But they're allowing all kinds, they're allowing uh, agendas to take hold of that God never intended. Now, with that said, uh, I, I'm going to say this because some people, uh, they say, oh, you just one of those, uh, you just one of those, uh, they got their gavel and they just beaten down and, you know, you're just one of those right side people, this, that, and the other. Listen, let me say something to you. As I've said before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it. I, you know, it took me a long time to get here where I am. It, it really did because I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go down this road. And uh, the Lord just, you know, he's, he's, he's patient. <laughs> the Lord is very patient. He's long-suffering. He certainly suffered long with me and was very patient with me and taking a long time with me because I, uh, you know, I even backslid because I was just trying to really run from God. And... Um, uh, not listening to him but uh, you know I was a part of that group I was a part of those that uh, 
uh, you know, I called myself gay at one time and all, all that kind of thing. But, you know, the the Lord spoke to me. He said, you come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And God has uh, done a, a work in my life. Now, things uh, may be different than what you are, um, you know, thinking when you hear that. There's a reason why that the podcast, uh, this podcast, whenever I spoke to you on this podcast, and I said our uh, ministry, this, uh, when you look it up, and, it, you know, however you go to YouTube and type it in, uh, it's called The Eunuch Preacher. Well, there's a reason why it's called The Eunuch Preacher. And uh, so, so it is this. There is a place in the world that has risen up in no uncertain terms the vilest of situations in so many different ways. I, I could go on and on and on about different things and I, I don't want to go there today, but we will talk about those things. And sometimes I've discussed those things or preached about those things, excuse me, uh, in, in messages. Um, and, and if you want to go to the eunuch preacher, there's a list of, or a, I guess you call it a list, of different podcasts that we've uh, loaded up. And you can look at those and some of those. Uh, I talk about some things and, and I know it stirs some people up. And I, I know that it gets people, that gets their hackles up and it gets people upset and all that. And I'm not trying to purposely upset y'all, and I've said that before. But, you know, I have to obey what God said to do and I got to do. And so, you know, with this said in the scripture and the word of God, you know, God's word is God's word. You can't change God's word. It is what it is. And he says the wicked walk on every side when the vilest uh, of Human beings are exalted. Now, let's look at the word vilest. All right? That word vilest. What it means are these things when you look it up. To be loose morally. To be loose morally. You ain't got no scruples about you. You ain't got no morals about you. And all of that. And I remember reading the other day when I saw that article and the man said, well, I don't think what I'm doing is wrong. And he's over there, you know, making X-rated um, things and that kind of thing. And he figured that what he was doing was not wrong. Well, this is what this means when the vilest, the word vilest, it means to have loose morals, that the morals have gone haywire. Now, I want to say this because... Uh, you know, some people, they'll say, oh, he's just running his mouth and he probably does this and he probably does that. I've heard people like that. When, when, when you got preachers that will stand up and talk about holiness and separation from the world and, and all of that and to repent and to turn from sin and all that, that's the first thing that a lot of people that are not, you either not saved, well, you're not saved if you're talking like that anyway. Because if you've got a thought like that, you've got a mind to think like that, you're not, I, I tell you right now, I don't believe you're saved. Uh-uh. Because if you're following Jesus Christ, you're going to have a different word about your brother that's trying to live for the Lord. You, you're not going to be sitting there talking like that. And so that's the first thing. But, you know, uh, there's a lot of folks that they want to say things and they want to try to destroy people and all of that kind of thing. Well, let me head you off on the past. I, I tell you this. Yes, I did used to look at pornography. I absolutely did. I was addicted to it. I'm not going to sit there and say that I didn't do that. I sure did. 
And 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 I'm gonna tell you what. If any of you, if you're a preacher, if you are, uh, or maybe you're an up and coming minister, you're learning to, you know, that kind of thing. I've heard many many times where minister they get locked in, they they get trapped in that because pornography is very very addictive. It is very addictive, and so yes, uh, those uh, that is true. Now. Uh, you know, I never set myself up to, to, to make none myself, but I'm just saying. Uh, but that is something that's very addictive. And so uh, I'm going to tell you what, if you are addicted to that, you're going to have to really uh, take some time out to pray. And when I say pray, I'm not talking about some little uh, half-hearted, weak-kneed prayer neither. I'm talking about talking to the Lord that saved your soul or that you want to be saved if you ain't saved. You say, well, how can they be saved and they're doing that? You know, God can be patient. God can be long-suffering and all of those things, uh, but maybe you're not saved. Maybe you think you're saved, you see. And, and, and so, but one thing I do know is this. If you are addicted to pornography you're watching it and you're going on and, and that kind of thing then it tells me this this i do know you're not either not baptized with the holy ghost or if you were baptized with the holy ghost you did not stay full of the holy ghost because if you stay full of the holy ghost there's no room for those type of things and the holy ghost will lead you away from it and so uh that is what i'm saying to you uh, you know you've got to get full of the word you've got to get uh full of the spirit of god and those things are what's going to help you to get through that addiction and i know that from personal experience now some people say oh it's it's much more than that oh there is much more to it than that because there's a lot of things that may need to be dealt with in counseling and all that kind of thing that uh, uh that that could be going on so uh but 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 listen the reason why i mention that is because now you've got judges that uh, have loose morals uh, i mean this this judge he, he don't even think what he did was is wrong he doesn't think that at all and so the bible but but you know we focus on the word of god here i mean if if that man don't you know he's not gonna you can't tell me he's a christian uh-uh no 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 uh-uh it, I, that's not true. You, you, you can't tell me you're, you're making X-rated movies and you're sitting there watching them and, and you, you're going to call yourself a uh, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and, and some people, you know, they'll say, well, uh, you know, uh, everybody's got their struggle and everybody's got this, that, and the other. Now, I get all that. I've been down that road. I know exactly what you're saying and all that kind of thing. But there is no absolute way that you are going to be able to continue to allow those things in your life if you are baptized with the Holy Ghost and staying full of the Holy Ghost. Because if you stay full of the Holy Ghost, and the Bible tells you how to do it, you know, the Bible tells us in the book of Jude, building up your most precious, or not the word precious, I always want to add that in there, but building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And that's in the book of Jude. There's only one chapter. And that's uh, just uh, not quite to the book of Revelation. So, uh, or it's next book. Um, you know, there are so many people uh, that, um, you know, they want to make excuses 
for their sin. They want to make excuses uh, one side and down the other. But when it begins to affect the church, see, this says the wicked walk on every side when the vilest are exalted. And the first thing we're looking at that vilest means is loose morally. So if, you're, if your so-called church just has a bunch of loose morals, you know, uh, you don't care if people are living together and they're not married. You don't, you know, that kind of thing. Or, or you don't, you say, oh, well, that's just old, old time religion. Don't you know the Bible says to seek the old paths? That's what it says. It says to seek the old paths. And so why would God instruct us to seek the old paths if we're not going to do that? And, and, and the only reason why that somebody would say something against that is because you got your own way. You got your own mind about things. And that is pride. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about pride because pride will take you in every direction but what the Word of God says. But the Holy Ghost, what the Holy Ghost will do, and if you stay full of the Holy Ghost, when you got, you can't be full of the Holy Ghost if you're not baptized with it. All right? And I'm not being mean to those that preach against being baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I'm not being mean to you. But you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost because it will give you the power to overcome the enemy. But I would encourage you to listen to the message this coming uh, Sabbath service that we got going on and like I said I think that's going to be on the 19th I think that comes out to the 19th this coming Saturday in April uh, in uh, the year 2023 so but the other thing that vilest means because it says uh, the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted or human beings and so on the other thing means to be riotous that word vile means it means to be riotous it means to have loose morals and to be riotous. Tell me, don't you see that happening? Hello? Come on. All you got to do is turn the phone on and just look. Uh, you know all those little squares that pop up on your phone? I know y'all. And I know some of you, you just probably laughing your head off because you don't, because I don't know exactly what to call them. But the little... You know, they got the pictures, and, and, and then next to it, it talks about whatever it is that it wants you to click on. Do you know how many times over and over and over and over that there are situations that seem to be riotous? Huh? Now, I'm going to say this, and I like I said, people on the left and people on the right, they're not going to like sometimes what I say. But God don't call you to be riotous. I got plenty of Bible on it. <clears throat> and anybody that says anything different, you're standing against what God's saying, so you're calling God a liar. You're saying God's word ain't right. God don't call us to be riotous. And that's what it's saying. It says the wicked walk on every side when the vilest are, you know. If So I'm going to start with those that claim to be on the right. You claim to be on the right. The right of what? The right side of God? What is it you claim to be on the right of? And then you going and riotously slamming through the Capitol and all that kind of thing. Now, I get that people are upset with, you know, there's two extremes now. You know, I, I heard, let me say this, I heard, I don't know, many, many years ago, many, many years ago, because I'm in my 60s now, and I remember many, many years ago, I, I actually stopped voting after a while. And um, it hadn't been very many years ago, but I just made up my mind because I looked at all of the different candidates that I was looking at. And it's like, 
I don't care which direction I turn or look. It just seems like nobody really respects or honors what God's Word says. They may use a few things in the platform to make it appear that way, but just it just when you start hearing them talk and the foul mouth they've got and all of that, and then their and lifestyles and just and I'm not talk, I'm not just talking about the gay agenda. I'm talking about people in heterosexual ungodly relationships. That's what I'm talking about. You you can have it on both sides. Don't sit there and tell me you can't. You know full well you can. Now, but you know, uh, you you've got to really take a good look around you. And see how many times that you see riotous people doing things and, and, and things taking place. I mean, it, and, and really, when I say take a good look, I mean look how many times that you see it on the phone. That's what I mean. I don't, I don't mean that you have to look very far because you really don't have to look very far. I'm telling that right now. Y'all don't, I don't care what day it is. You can get that phone out and you can find some riotous people that are just rioting about one thing and another. And the Bible says the wicked, you know what the wicked is? That's the ungodly people, unholy people. They don't want to live for God. They don't want to live holy. They don't want to serve God and please him. No, they want to please themselves. And so the wicked walk on every side when the vilest of people are exalted. So it means to be vilest, means to be loose morally, to be riotous. And the other thing uh, that it said when you looked up the word uh, vilest, it also said to treat lightly what God says. Now we know, and now that part was, but to treat lightly, the only thing that you could see that it come out of the um, uh, concordance I was looking at and looking up the Hebrew word that was there. And the inference is that it's meaning to treat lightly what God has said. And you know, did you know that even in the scripture it says to children that they should not treat lightly what their parents say. Now with that said, I do need to say this, uh, there are some very wicked and ungodly parents that I've seen come up in the news that have just done just horrible, horrible things to their children. So please understand when I say these things, if you have been abused or you have been just so horribly mistreated by your own natural parents, please understand I'm not talking uh, to, to, to you specifically because I've been down that road myself. I suffered a lot of physical abuse and emotional abuse growing up. And um, so I, please understand that I, I do know that there are parents out there that are not walking with the Lord. But when this... Um, you know, when God said these words, he was talking to his people. And, and so uh, what the essence is that as God's people uh, do what God says to do and they obey what God says to do, then you've got parents that are going, you know, they're going to walk with the Lord and they're going to serve the Lord. And so that's the reason why it's talking to the children and saying not to take your parents' words lightly. It actually tells you not to do that. And so, but that's in light with uh, uh, of speaking about godly parents that are trying to instruct the children and all of that, not to take them lightly, and how much more that we cannot take lightly what God says Himself. You know, if you can't take lightly what your godly parents are saying, then you sure enough can't take lightly what God says in His Word. 
And so the other thing is that it also means to despise. The vilest means to despise. They despise what God says. They despise what God says in his word. They hate it. And so that's the reason why when you talk about certain things that God says, they will get angry. They will get furious. Well, what this really boils down to is a deep, deeply rooted spirit, wicked, evil spirit of pride that has taken hold of these folks. Now, I, I, I do want to say this because we are already 48 minutes into this podcast. I would like to go to Isaiah uh, chapter 14, if you would. Uh, if you got Now, I'm in the King James Version, and I like to encourage people, to, not the new King James Version, but just the good old-fashioned King James Version. And uh, chapter 14 of the book of Isaiah, and then uh, we're going to look, verses 12 through uh, 16, and I'm going to probably read verse 17 too. But anyway, we want to look at this. Why is it, now before I read these scriptures, why is it that God hates pride so much? What what is it about pride that just, just don't sit well with the Lord? Well, let's look at this. Verse 12 of chapter 14, the book of Isaiah says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Now, Lucifer is another name for the devil, Satan himself. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down from the ground, which didst weaken the nations? When that devil got kicked out of heaven and came hurling to this earth, He had a mind to weaken the nations. And don't you know that's what's happening to America right now? He is weakening this nation with these loose, weak, ungodly, wicked morals. And, uh, you know, uh, the riotous behavior. And You know, other countries are watching this too. You know, you see that. So uh, here you see that Lucifer, he's been uh, removed. It says, how thou art fallen from heaven... Why has he fallen? Because God kicked him out. And the reason why God kicked him out was because of pride. You say, well, where is that at? Well, let's go to verse 13 of chapter 14 of the book of Isaiah. It says, for thou hast said in thine heart. This is what Lucifer said. This is what he said in his heart. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. You see. So the devil had a mind that he was going to rise himself above God. Rise himself far above God. He was going to do uh, whatever he could to exalt himself and his throne above God's own throne. And so, this is why God hates pride so much. You see, this is where the spirit of pride came from. Now, I say this uh, a lot of time. I call uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. I call them mom and daddy. Mom and daddy in the garden. Daddy, Adam, and mama Eve up in the garden. When they fell, you know, mama went over there to the tree. She wasn't supposed to be over there. And Daddy Adam wasn't watching her like he ought to, you know, taking care of her, being loving and supportive and protecting her and all those things he's supposed to do. 
And maybe she got a rebellious attitude and said, well, I'm just going to go do what I want. She gets over there and talking to that old devil, talking to that serpent up in that tree. And, uh, you know, the devil, if you look at that conversation between her and the enemy, it's a very prideful conversation. And it is what the spirit is that takes hold of her is also rooted in pride. So you got to read that. And you look in the book of Genesis and uh, you'll find that. And uh, at the very beginning of the book of Genesis. And so, you know, the devil, he had a mind to use pride uh, all the way from the beginning, even dared to use a prideful attitude while they're in heaven. And God kicked him out because God says they're not going to have that here. Not going to be. So when he hit this earth, it says here that he weakened the nations. It didn't say nation, but nations. And it has an exclamation. You know, every jot and every tittle means something. God is wanting us to understand, look, the devil is what's weakening the nations. You know, everybody wants to riot and they want to talk about, oh, you know, this race, they've done this or this race, they've done that. I'm not saying that things have not been done. I don't want anybody to minimize uh, the fact of what has been done with slavery and all that kind of thing. I, I certainly don't. But what you have to understand, what everybody needs to understand way down deep in your soul, is that the devil, Lucifer, Satan himself, is the one that weakened the nations. Well, how did he weaken them? Well, they got a hold of them, and that pride got a hold of their heart. And they decided to do things their way and rise themselves above other humans and treat them in a wicked and evil way. Amen. Because you see where the Word of God says that all kinds of wickedness on every side, it comes about when the vilest of people are lifted up. Okay? I mean, you know, you it, it don't take a, a whole lot to see what destruction that pride brings, but even the Word of God itself says that pride goes before destruction. In other words, it's the first thing that comes before destruction hits. Pride always goes before there's destruction. It always happens that way. Pride goes before destruction. So where you can see some type of destruction, there is pride that has come about. Let me give you, for instance, with uh, the Twin Towers being destroyed. Hmm? I'm going to say right now, destruction, before destruction came, there was pride that got up into those men's hearts that took over those planes. There was pride that got in their heart. You say, what kind of pride in the world? Don't you know there's such a thing as spiritual pride? They thought they were right. They thought what they were doing was right in their God that they served. That's a type of spiritual pride. And I'm going to tell you what. It could be some of the dangerous, most dangerous kind of pride is spiritual pride. It could be very, very dangerous. And so uh, God wants us to understand that, uh, you know, uh, pride is, is going to absolutely uh, destroy all of us if we don't allow God to get a hold of us and, and change those things in our heart. 
We cannot allow uh, that to just take root. Because I'm going to tell you what. If you notice that, and, and you know we're human. We're human, okay? And so you may have a moment where you realized what you said to somebody or what you just did or whatever, that was really prideful. You need to immediately repent of that. Don't let it take root. You can't let it take root. Please hear me. Because if it takes root, the devil sees that you were not really really willing to repent right there. And listen, that, that's the wonderful thing that God has given us because he said the body would be the temple of the Holy Ghost. So you can go to God immediately. You don't have to wait. You say, well, I'm busy at work. But you could go to God immediately and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I mean, you acknowledge it. Lord, please forgive me. And move on. Don't let that take root. Because if you let it take root, the devil sees that and he's going to cap on it. Because the Bible says he is exactly what it says. He's a, a, like a, a lion. Don't you know? A royal lion going about seeking whom he may devour. He's going to march around and walk around seeking whom he may devour. And I'm going to tell you what, pride is the one thing he looks for because that's what kicked him out. He has it rooted deep in his heart. So that's what he sees. When he sees somebody with pride, oh, he's going to go eat them up. Yes, he will. He certainly will because that's where he runs from. That's what he runs on. You know, that's, that's, that's what Satan runs on. That's, that's what his whole situation is about, his pride. He's going to rise himself up above God. And so we got to be careful about that getting a hold of our heart. We don't want that to happen. And, 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 and if so, that you've said something in a, in, a, in a spirit of pride or an action, repent of it immediately. And I want to say this to you. If you feel that coming on before you do something, don't let it take place. You say, well, I've already gone too far with this. That you, you're going to have to repent. You've got to back up before you go any further. Don't let it go no further because it will get a root down in you and that root will keep growing and Satan will come along and he will cap on it. Because what's happening is when you let it take root, and if you don't believe me, read the book of James. In the book of James, it talks about how sin works. It, it talks about that. It talks about how sin works. You know, the seed, once that seed's planted, it don't take much for it to germinate and, and boom. You know, it's like weeds out in the, in the yard, you know. You pull them and they come back. And, and you can even spray them down with things. Well, guess what? They're going to come back the next year or the next couple of months or whatever. It's like a weed, all right? And it'll grow and it'll keep on. It's like that's why the Bible talks about sin like yeast because it grows. And pride is so heavy in that direction. That's why God put it first on the list that he hates because it absolutely will destroy us. And so we got to allow God to get a hold of our heart and change our, our ways and all. So, so that's what it says. It says the wicked walk on every side when the vilest of people are exalted. In other words, they're lifted up. They're put in a position of authority, you know, like that judge. We're put, put in a position to um, run our country, you know. And I'm, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, something evil or wicked about uh our presidents or anything or what I'm not I'm not gonna go down that road because the Bible even speaks and tells us to pray for them. We've got to pray for them. Now for the sake of this podcast, I want you to understand. Look, there I don't care where you go or what position is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter anymore. 
You know, it's all bets are off now. You know what that means? In other words, I don't care what position that people take. If you are not baptized with the Holy Ghost, so hear me. Every president that has been the president of the United States and you are alive right now, and every president or any president now or any president that may be, or you got a mind that you want to run or whatever you want to, listen, you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. You need to let God fill you with that Holy Ghost and let you be led by that Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost guide you and lead you because Jesus is not going to lead us and, 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 and run us off a cliff somewhere. But pride will because it will destroy us. And so, you know, it's, it's a wise thing that everybody that's in any kind of leadership that you would start your day off with prayer because if you're going to be doing any kind of leading or lawmaking or, or, or you know, even if you're a doctor. You know how many doctors I've ran into over the years because my mom went to a lot of doctors and I ran across some that were just so prideful. I mean, it would just reach. And, 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 and it was just... Um, Sometimes just a really difficult thing to deal with. and uh, But uh, doctors, anybody that's got positions where you can be in a position that you could speak over people and you, you could talk over them and, and, and rule over them and that kind of thing. God wants us to understand we can't have pride down on our soul because that is going to destroy not only people uh, that you come in contact with maybe personally in your life, but uh, the Lord makes it clear the devil had a mind when you read that in Isaiah that he was got the mind to destroy uh, those uh, in the world, in the country. Amen? The country's there about. Amen. And so now I'm going to try to find my uh, verse that I got going on. Isaiah uh, 14. I'm going to go back to that. Isaiah 14. And then we're looking at uh, 12 through 16. So it says, how, how art, verse 12, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down uh, to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Verse 13, For thou hast said unto thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit, uh, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Do you hear that? You think the devil's not going to try to get in the church? You better think again. Why do you think false teachers try to get up in the church? They're sure enough going to try it. And that's why ministers, pastors, you've got to be aware. You've got That's why we've got to be sober. That's what it tells us in 1 Timothy, the letters to the church. The pastors, they've got to be sober. You've got to be vigilant and you've got to be sober because you've got to pay attention. Because there could be some false teacher coming up there. You've got to pay attention. And at verse 14, it says, I, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. This is Lucifer speaking. I'm going to ascend, and I will be like the Most High. He said, I'm going to be like God myself. That's what he said. Don't you know that's what he told Eve, Mama Eve in the garden? Go read it. That's what he said to her. Because she, when he began to tempt her with all this knowledge that was going to come off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you know, he tempted her with that. And, and a lot of people, they tempted with that kind of thing because, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not against people getting, you know, an education. I'm not against that. I'm not against people getting a degree or whatever. But you really have to be careful what you're doing nowadays when you go to college because there are all kinds of people in those positions now 
because that's what that verse said. The vilest of men, when they're exalted, wickedness is going to be everywhere. So you're all over colleges everywhere, even, even places that call themselves Bible colleges. You've got all kinds of doctrines that are going on in there now that stand absolutely squarely against the Word of God. And so we've got to be careful. We've got to watch out what we're doing. And I know some people say, well, you know, you just sound like you just always got a bad word. Listen, you know, there was a prophet. They talked about that like that too. And they didn't want him to speak because they said, oh, he's always got something bad to say. I, I want you to understand. Look, God gives you a word. He says to be vigilant. You know what that means? In other words, you got to watch out what's going on. There ain't nothing wrong with watching out what's going on. Because if you don't watch out what's going on, that devil's going to see that because he seeks those that he can devour. And if you're not going to do what the Bible said when it says to be vigilant and to keep pride away from you, don't you know that's how they run? Now, another thing is it, it, it's, it talked about riotous. You can't go in there rioting with these teachers either. You say, well, I thought I was supposed to be a light. Well, you're supposed to be a light, but you're not there to... If you're going to be there to get an education, get your education and get out. All right, but you're not there to riot with these folks or anything like that because that can bring uh, bad light to the name of the Lord Himself. And uh, you know, I'm not saying that you don't uh, witness to people and don't talk, but there is a difference in that and being riotous. And uh, I've seen Christians that claim, well, the people that claim to be, and and they're out riotous. They're literally like rioting and screaming at people and carrying on. God don't want us behaving like that. He don't want, I mean, if you're a true Christian, you're not going to behave like that. Out there screaming and calling people names and, and all that kind of foul, ugly name. God don't want you doing that. Amen. Because I know there's been some churches. There was one particular Baptist church. I can't remember uh, exactly where it was. But they used to always just have just mean, hateful things to say rather than uh, trying to, you know, just live their life. And I'm not talking about not witnessing. I'm all for that and, and all of that. But there's a difference in that and rioting, you see. All right, so uh, verse uh, 14 says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the Most High. Now, if you keep looking and go on to verse 15, it says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. In other words, God is saying through the mouth of Isaiah, He's saying, devil, I see you, and I know what you did, but you're going down. You're going down, devil. You're going to be destroyed. And the thing of it is, because the devil is going to be destroyed, anybody that follows him, you're going down with him. And so you want to get on the right side. You want to be on the correct side. You won't be following the Lord. You don't want to be following the devil. You, you don't want... Pride to be taken hold of your heart because it's going to be destructive. It's going to destroy you. And Satan wants that. That's what he wants. He, he really does. He wants that because he wants to, he, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy. That's what he wants to do. Now, verse 16, it says, They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Now, I want to say something about that. I want you to understand, this is after Satan is defeated. Do you hear? Because some people will read that, and there's some new converts and 
and even even people that have been serving the Lord for a long time, and they misinterpret that, and they think that the devil don't have no power. I'm going to tell you what, the devil has a lot of power. Matter of fact, he's more powerful than you are. Now, if you've got Jesus down in your soul, and you got baptized with the Holy Ghost, well, certainly the Holy Ghost is more powerful than the devil himself. But even so, the Holy Ghost is going to lead you in his word and tell you to use wisdom in certain things. You know, you're not just going to go out and do whatever and say whatever to people and, 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 and cause yourself, uh, you know, to be a target or whatever. Now, sometimes God calls, just like he's called me, he's called me to do a word, and I know sometimes people get irritated. And I'm not talking about people not listening to the voice of the Lord and being obedient. But, I mean, some people just, they just, they got that riotous way about them because, you know, that spiritual pride has got a hold of some folks. I'm, now I'm talking about, now I'm going to talk about people in, in the church. And maybe, you, you know, you really mean well, you know what I'm saying? You you mean well. You want you say, well, I want to reach the lost, and you maybe you really do, but you also have to use some wisdom, and God gives us some wisdom. So we've got to be able to incorporate that in our walk with God. We can't let pride take over because Satan did that, and he got kicked out of heaven. And so we want to listen, but some people read that and they say, well, see, he was just a tiny little thing. Listen, this is after he's defeated. This is a, you know a prophecy of. Of, of the future but in the meantime i'm going to tell you what that devil he's out and the bible's already said he sinks whom he may devour and he will devour you he will you if you've got a spiritual a spirit of pride there's no way that you are going to be able to defeat satan it's not possible because you got that spirit of pride in you and that means you're not full of the holy ghost so there's no way for you to 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 overcome that enemy because you've let pride take over. And so you, you've got to understand this verse and what it, this is a prophecy going on for the future. But in the meantime, that devil could wear you out. Don't you know the book of Revelation? It says he comes to wear the saints out. I mean, if he can wear the saints out, he's got some power. Now, I'm not trying to lift him up. And Lord knows I'm not because I don't want to do that. But what I'm trying to do is give y'all some wisdom because we cannot... Let ourselves get prideful above uh, where we are. Okay. Now let me let me explain to you because the Bible even talks about in the New Testament where Michael the archangel didn't even throw a railing accusation against the enemy, it, it, meaning Satan. So if the angels themselves that have power to fight Satan didn't even do those things because there's certain. Uh, places and spaces that those angels they respect certain positions of authority and all those kind of things but at the same time uh, you've got to know if they are respecting those boundaries we have to respect those boundaries too because satan he is not a weak being by no means there is real demonic power it really exists and satan will use it against you you know there's a story in the scripture they talk about uh, this person, they saw the Apostle Paul, uh, you know, had been casting out devils and that kind of thing. And I guess they got a mind that they were going to go out casting out devils too. And so they went to do this. But see, they didn't have the power of God with them. And they got prideful. They thought they could just go on and just do this. And they went to cast the devil out. And the devil came out of that person. That devil spoke to them. And he said, look, I know who Paul is. 
He said, I, I know who the Apostle Paul is, and I know who Jesus is. He said, but I don't know who you are. And he tore that man up. That man ripped, the devil ripped the clothes off and chased him down the road the whole bit. I mean, so you don't want to mess with the devil. Don't don't be thinking that, you know, because you got a prideful way. Oh, well, I'm just, I'm full of God. And I'll just run on and I'll do this and I'll say that. You better be careful. And you better get yourself on your knees and you better pray. Because the devil is not stupid and he's got power. But with this said, with all that said, I want you to understand, there is a day he's going to go down. That's what the Bible says. It says, verse 15, Yet thou shalt be brought down. Now notice it says shout. Uh huh. It says you shall be brought down to hell, but it says he shall, because there's coming a day for that. But in the meantime, we've got to put our armor on. You know, uh, I, I would encourage you, if you're a new Christian, even if you're a Christian, somebody that's been serving the Lord for a while, go back and read chapter 6 of the book of Ephesians. Look at the armor. And get that armor on. And keep it on. We have to be, uh, you know, there's a song that was sung a long uh, time ago. I'm in, uh, in the army of the Lord. You know, you ever heard of that? And then I remember another uh, song that says, I got my war clothes on. And it's talking about that what is spoken about in the book of Ephesians. Because there's uh, the armor of God that we need to put on. It's very uh, detailed things that we need to do. And because the enemy is going to attack. And we've got to have our armor on. We've got to be protected. And so verse 16, it says that they see, uh, uh, they, they that see these shall narrowly look upon these. So it's coming in the future. So they're narrowly going to look upon him and consider him and say, is this the man uh, that the earth made the earth tremble? So they're going to come a time when he is going to be brought down and going to be brought low. But remember, don't rise yourself up and pride yourself where he's at. Because you're gonna, he's going to see that and he's going to go after you. Because that means you're stepping in his camp. Anybody that steps in his camp with the spirit of pride, he's going to get you. Make no mistake about that because the Bible says pride before destruction comes pride. Pride always comes before there's destruction. And so, uh, verse 17, it says that made the world as a wilderness. This is what the devil did. And this is what he's done. He's made the world a wilderness. This, this what we see here, this is not the way it was supposed to be. It wasn't like that in the garden, the garden of Eden. <coughs> the garden of Eden wasn't a wilderness. But this is what the devil has done. And all kinds of people, everybody running around. Oh, well, the humans did this and the humans. No, what it really boils down to is the devil did it, but he found a lot of people to follow him. And then whatever he moves them to do, that's what they do. You see? You say, well, we know what it is. And we know how to fix it. No, no, no you got pride going on. The Lord made this earth. He knows what needs to be done. You need to get on your knees and repent and call out to God and say, God, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing, Lord. Help me out. I only got the knowledge you gave me in the first place. Hallelujah. Amen. So verse 17 says that made the world a wilderness. That's what the devil did. And destroyed the cities thereof. I've been praying for the city that I live near. We live near the city of Houston. We're in a suburb of Houston. But uh, uh, city, the city is just, it's, it's racked with, with crime. And uh, God has really put a burden on my heart for 
the city of Houston and pray for them and all of that. But I tell you, any city that you see that has been uh, destroyed, it has been destroyed by the hand of Satan. This is what the scripture says here in chapter 14 of the book of Isaiah. It says that made the world a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof. The cities that have been destroyed on this earth that has been made a wilderness is all the devil's fault. You say, well, it ain't all the devil's fault because people, yeah, I understand. I get what you're saying. But but remember, it still boils down to him because this is what it's saying. It doesn't say that made the world a as a wilderness with the people being his, you know, protégés or whatever. It didn't say that. It didn't say, and destroyed the cities thereof with all the people causing it. It doesn't say that. It's, it's, it's letting you to know that Satan is ultimately the reason why that you see the destruction you see. So this is why the Lord don't want us to have a spirit of pride. Because that's what caused Satan to fall to this earth. And now he's taken this earth and destroyed it. Because it wasn't supposed to be the way. It's supposed to be a beautiful place. But Satan just tore it up. And he's still doing that. And then it says that open not the house of the prisoners. In other words, Satan don't have no mind. No mind whatsoever because of his pride. Because of his pride. To let you loose. You say prisoners. Well, that means all people in prisons. And No, this can be literal prisons. And this can be spiritual prisons. It can be physical prisons. It can be mental prisons. All kinds of prisons. I can prove that throughout the scripture. So... The bottom line is the devil, he wants to chain you up. He wants to bind you up. That's the reason why I talk about, uh, talked about pornography and any of those, those type of things. Money can be another addictive thing. You know, you, your love of money, excuse me. Not, well, money can be addictive to people, but, but the love of money can be an addictive thing to people because people have killed for it. They've literally killed. I mean, uh, you know, you see stories of, of, of husbands that's killed wives and wives that killed husbands and all because of money. I mean, it's just insane that pride uh, can be so destructive. You say, well, the, how do you label that pride? Because they were ruling over that person to destroy that person. Who do you think was leading them to do that? Don't you know that the Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy? That means they're being moved by the devil. And so... Let's take all of these things into consideration, folks. Let's look at the Word of God and let's be uh, very careful and very mindful of, of what is going on. You see, because verse 17, this, this gives us an understanding why God hates pride so much because he sees in verse 17 that the devil has made a wilderness out of the world. He's destroyed cities and he's, he's caused people to go into uh, prisons. And when I say prisons, I'm talking about all kinds of prisons. I ain't just talk, talking about, you know, prisons with bars and that kind of thing. I have one son, my eldest son. He's in prison. He's going to be there for quite a while, quite a few more years to go. And uh, he, he didn't want to listen. He didn't want to serve the Lord. He, didn't want to, he wanted to keep walking in pride. And God took him down, just like the Bible says. Now, I, you know, I, I, the few phone calls I get, I try to talk to him and encourage him and I'm I pray for him and all that kind of thing. But listen, the devil wants to take people and bind them up. He's still destroying the earth. He's still destroying cities. But you got to know, pride brought it all down. So God hates pride. So let's seriously look at ourselves. I'm going to take this as a word to myself too. 
Let's seriously look at ourselves. Look deep down in our soul. Do we got pride in there somewhere? Is there anything at all that we could, you know, and ask the Lord. You know, that's why God gave us the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, God will give you the Holy Ghost. The Bible says he gives the Holy Ghost to those that obey him. In Acts chapter 5 and verse 32, he gives the Holy Ghost to those that obey, obey him. If you look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 39, it tells you the promises for anybody that uh, the Lord calls. Anybody that the Lord, that God shall call. The Lord's calling all of us to serve him and to walk with him. He wants everybody to be saved. That's why it says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He wants everybody to be saved. God don't want nobody left out. But, you know, we got to make a choice. We got to get rid of our pride and bow before the Almighty and let God take over. All right, so this has been quite a long podcast. We're already at an hour and 20 minutes. And uh, so we might uh, pretty soon be rounding the corner and going on to the next thing in that list, which is a lying tongue. A lying tongue. And so... Uh, but again, I'd like to encourage you, if you would, uh, to, uh, we are going to be, we always pre-record our worship services and all that, but this Saturday, which will be, uh, I believe it will be April 19th of 2023, that will be loaded up. And so it may be loaded up up in the evening, later in the evening, so you could watch it on Sunday or Monday or whenever, um, or unless you're up late on Saturday night, you could watch it after it's been loaded up but i would really encourage you and 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 hope that you would uh you know not that i've got a great word or anything of the sort but god gave me a word to give to people about the holy ghost and the fact that we need that holy ghost you need that holy ghost i need that holy ghost and god wants to give it to you so without further ado uh may the lord keep you and bless you and uh, may we just uh, allow ourselves, allow God to turn on the searchlight in our soul. Hallelujah. Allow God to turn the searchlight on in our soul and say, God, look deep. You know, the word of God, God's spirit, it can go deep down in our soul and find those deep areas and crevices where we hide attitudes and things like that. And ask God, Lord, please help me. Search my soul, you know. Search my soul, that I might uh, not sin against thee. You know, when David said something like that, created me a clean heart. And so we want God to do that. So without further ado, may the Lord keep you and bless you. Until we meet again this coming Tuesday, the Lord willing. And uh, again, uh, our um, uh, worship service is on Saturday. And that is, um, well, it's called the Eunuch Preacher. I know that sounds like a strange name. Uh, we are not a church per se, but we are a ministry, and we function with a uh, worship services and the whole bit on Saturday. And then we have Bible study on Wednesdays, and uh, we go through uh, those things. And so uh, talking about the Word of God and trying to encourage people and to grow in the Lord and, and to get the Word down in their soul. So without further ado, may the Lord bless you. I hope, hopefully you will have a very wonderfully blessed weekend. Lord keep you. Love y'all.